we recently had one. I think he was maybe one-ish. Um, the mom called because he had a fever and was throwing up. And we get there and literally that morning, the doctor gave a diagnosis of like a stomach bug. And it was like 12 hours later and he still wasn't better. Yeah. And so we were kind of like, well, um, this is what your pediatrician said. We'll yeah. still bring him to the hospital. So but do y'all get, do y'all get the, um, you guys get to decide if someone is coming to the emergency room or do you give the parents the decision or how does that, how does that work for you guys? Or is it like you have to bring everyone? Um, I mean, honestly, I go into any call with the idea that like, we're going to take him to the hospital mm-hmm. and even people that are like, I just want my vitals checked. I'll tell them like, when you call 911 for a reason, yeah, <laughs> like load up, let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like with a minor, um, if it is something like life threatening and like there's no guardian present, there's no relative present. It kind of falls under the idea of implied consent, where mm. because this is something serious, like we have to bring this kid to the hospital, like it's life or death. But I've had calls where, um, like one, like the grandpa was there, they can't get hold of the mom or dad, so it's kind of like he kind of like this assumed guardianship he is like blood relative to this kiddo so he kind of made the decision um had one where there was some kind of incident like at a school and the mom wasn't there but like on many calls where the parent is actually not there like i just do a phone call and um mm-hmm. you know explain what happened because number one, it's their kid. They need to know. Yeah. But like, just kind of informing them what's going on and then ask them like, you know, we need your permission to bring your kid to the hospital. Because this it's a very complex thing of they're a minor. And so they're not technically able to decide for themselves. It even falls under like, I had this 17 year old who would turn 18 in like two months, but because of his birthday and physically like whatever, we still had to talk to his parents. But as soon as I know that they're 18, I'm like, okay, baby, you can decide for yourself. What do you want to do? (laughs) It's a very, it's a complex, complicated thing. But yeah. my goal, honestly, is to just, how do I contact these parents as soon as possible? So I don't have to wonder, am I going down like a legalistic loophole? Yeah. Oh, it, it is not fun. No. <laughs> and then in those instances of life and death, like, like, you know, kids are fun. They are fun. They're dealing with whatever. Until they're not. 
until they're not paying so quickly yep yep they can tank within like 30 minutes and then you're like (laughs) full everything (laughs) that's true they compensate amazingly and then all of a sudden they're like i'm done (laughs) (laughs) um thankfully i think i've had so far um one pediatric call on two where it was actually something really serious and like when we first got there we did like the preliminary checking vitals getting a background getting a history of what just happened blah 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 but when we got to the back of the ambulance the eye I sat there and I'm like, okay, the kid's, you know, pretty fun right now. Everything's checking out. But in the next 10 minutes, what if I have to do this? And it's just like the whole, like, I'm grabbing the Braslow tape and already like, okay, you're in the, I don't know, like the pink range. And I'm like looking at my dosages of medications and I'm like, okay, okay, we got this. (laughs) yeah yeah it's always so funny when they they come up with their brasslows we you know we we already have a weight whenever we get them in icu so like we're we're like set you know what i mean like we already know everything that we gotta get if they're coming up to us like you know we we're pretty like uh micromanagers so we have everything like lined up i'm not sure if you've seen those like memes and everything of like er nurses versus uh icu nurses like all of our stuff is like perfectly lined up and my drugs are pulled up and like highlighted and like everything's like labeled with like this perfect handwriting and like my pumps are like perfect (laughs) and then like an er (laughs) er people roll up and they're like throwing things on the bed and we got mud down their side of the face and you know (laughs) every cable that could be is all Mm -hmm. tangled up yeah and then like we're like oh where did this piece of gauze come from they're like oh that's from the other three hospitals we just went by (laughs) (laughs) got it or we got vomit in our seat collar and we're like we're gonna change this out real quick (laughs) sometimes with certain patients if it's like you know we've bandaged we've taken care of the pain levels and stuff like that I'll look and I'm like man like they've got blood you know on their arm still and it's drying up or like like on their face and I'm like oh I wish I could clean this up and this is kind of petty and probably wrong of me but I'm like man that ain't my job (laughs) <laughs> like if I have time, I will. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, somebody else gonna do that. That has them for longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's a big gist of where I kind of wanted to go and stuff like that. Do you have anything else that you want to throw in? Anything else you want to say? uh oh which okay this is probably like drive you crazy but hospital policies are we have to change out and take out ivs 
24 hours that y'all put in after they get there. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take them out. Some hospitals, it's just like change the dressing and everything, but um, most of them are remove the IV within 24 hours and start a new one. So I know, I know that was like, I just I had to tell you, I had to let you know. <laughs> I get it. Isn't but... that sad? I hate it. I hate it personally. Cause I don't want to have to restrict them. I'm like, score. They got, they got a solid one. In. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... Recently, um, I got a solid, I think, I think it was a 22 in this kiddo, which it was warranted. Um, but I just remember like, I got it as a just in cases, just, yeah. just cause I was like, if I need it, I don't want to be behind on the eight ball just because like, I don't want to stick this kid, whatever. Like, I mean, granted, I don't because yeah. you know, it's, it's traumatic for them and you yeah. know, even more than the grown 30 something year old men covered in tats who say, I don't like needles. Yeah. <laughs> it's Loser. more traumatic for those kiddos. <laughs> but, um, so I got one and the whole way to the ER, I was just like, they're going to pull it out they're they're gonna pull it out yeah use their own and we got there and they used mine and I (laughs) felt like a million bucks oh I'm so (laughs) but I guess in 24 hours it didn't matter yeah yep (laughs) they pulled it they pulled it I'm just letting you know (laughs) I know it's so sad I hate it we I hate it so much because then we have to go and then do another one and especially if like the kid's been stuck multiple times, they know it's coming. You know what I mean? They know whenever, you know, there's three people holding down a two-year-old, they know, okay? I think that was also the same, I don't want to say chain hospital, but they have many facilities um, that sometimes they'll pull out whatever IV we started anyways. Like without checking if it's still able to flush or where is that, anything like that. I've seen them. There were like, there was one patient that I was like, man, I'm lucky to get that line. And I, you know, this is going to be like their last to Jeffert. And they took it out. And then like five, 10 minutes later, as we're leaving, I stick my head back in the room. And they got the little Doppler ultrasound trying to find somewhere else for an IV. And then I'm like, hmm. You're like, man. You losers. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Like, I got that without that ultrasound. <laughs> <laughs> it was also kind of like, no longer my problem. If you can't get it, that's on you. Yeah, that's true. Oh, no, I never pull an IV without already having another one there's that's insane that's that's stupid on their part (laughs) i know like Like i got the sterility of it and like someone explained it one time it's like it has to be the hospital's administered iv for whatever reason but in my mindset like a line is a line yeah yeah yeah. Hmm. Um. 
I'll remember that next time I get a line on these kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like angry. Like, do I even need to get this? No. <laughs> well, I'm going to so write down. Just like, it's not even just field IVs. It's like if it came from another hospital as well. So like, even if you guys are just transferring from one hospital to the next, we still have to get, we have to take it out. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least at the hospital I'm at right now. Not every hospital is like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I've been to a few different rules, different protocol, but as of right now, I know I was so sad. I hate pulling IVs. They're the worst. I feel like the people that come up with these kind of policies need to go and do it themselves so <laughs> they can go in the room for that kiddo who's been stuck five times. And like you said, already knows what's coming mm-hmm. and stick them again. Yeah. And see how that but, works out for them. I know. But this is event session. That's what this is right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Someone that uh, also, I thought, yeah, on that note, look, I was laughing so hard at the 22 at the lips, the name of this podcast because i'm like 22 is that is that going out their butthole like <laughs> that's so deep <laughs> no these are big obviously people. different organs <laughs> yeah those are that's for like big people like i'm like oh we are at oh you'll love this ready we're at eight and a half at the teeth like <laughs> okay <laughs> that's <laughs> That's that's the numbers I'm writing down in my report. Eight and a half. I'm serious. That's we're we're putting like three O's into these kids. Okay. Yeah, I know. Itty bitty. That's why I'm like when we're <laughs> with the story is my husband like waking up in the middle of the night and I'm like literally holding on to a straw. It's like this big, you know. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of like having a whole fist on the tube. I didn't think oh, about like just the two. No, weeks. I'm like it's like holding on to his face like this you know what I mean like chin and finger yeah I saw this funny sketch I forget his name doctor it starts with a g he's actually an eye doctor but he like does all these videos with different areas of specialties with doctors and one of them is a pediatric doctor and he gets floated to like a general admission floor or like an ER floor and like it shows him like opening a door and he's like these people are so big why are they so big and someone was like hey can we give a liter of fluids and he was like a liter what is wrong with you and they're like "Uh, it's a liter (laughs) yep yep these people are so big yep look which I I don't know. Do you guys hook up um when you intubate someone? Do you guys hook them up to like a ventilator, or do you guys just bag them until you get to the to the the agency I'm at? We bag. Okay. So um, I don't know how much you would uh, how much you know about like our tidal volumes and stuff. So like an adult mm-hmm. tidal volume is like you know anywhere five hundred to a to a liter, right? Well, on some of our kids, it's like. 75 is our tidal volume or or like these NICU babies are like nine I'm not even kidding like those are those are the numbers that we're made 
That's like, it's like getting right to him and be like, yeah, like you're bagging like, <laughs> like you know you have those big amb- bamboo bags and you're like you know whole right. hand and then you just got, <laughs> hey, hey they're good. You look at the BBM it's and it's enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Uh, I mean, our range is obviously we have you know teenagers with that big of volumes, but we also manage the really itty bitty ones too. It's funny, the difference. Pediatrics is weird. <laughs> With your 3-O-E-T tube. Yeah. If I, if I was ever about to intubate somebody and I looked at my partner and I'm like, hey, hand me a 3-O. She'd be like, oh, for what, an IV? <laughs> like, what do you do it? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, Meg, um... This has inspired me to go back to my protocols and training <laughs> and go back over pediatrics. Oh, Lord. Because now I'm scared for whatever's going to no. hold for the shift tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You can blame me on that one. <laughs> I'll call you and be like, well, look what you did. Yeah, I'm on for the whole weekend. Just let me know. I'm <laughs> Hopefully I don't see any of your kids that you <laughs> You don't want to see me. That's why I tell people all the time. They're like, oh, if my kid's sick, like I'm coming to you. I'm like, no, you don't want to see me. Like I'm the worst. Like if you see me, we're like near death. Like you are dying. Like you do not want to see me. You're not wrong. (laughs) Nope, you're not. I'm not. I'm so bluntly honest right now. (laughs) I had somebody tell me one time, they were like, if I call 911, I want you to show up. I was like, what if you just didn't call 911 ever? And like, you took care of yourself. (laughs) No. What if you actually went to the doctor when you weren't feeling good? (laughs) What if you took insulin? Mm. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That that one hits home for a lot of people. (laughs) Why don't you stop smoking cigarettes when you were diagnosed with COPD? Great point, Slime. <laughs> My chest is hurting. Can I figure can I finish this little cigarette? No. <laughs> Anyways, um <laughs> so Meg, if that's all you have, that's, that's all I got. All I have. How can our listeners and viewers find you? Yeah, um, I am on Instagram at your rapid response nurse. Um, I've got a couple of free resources out there for people, for new parents um, to figure out if they need to call 911 to see you or if they need to go to the ER or just go to their pediatrician's office. So help decipher some of those key moments. And like I said, it is very useful information, even from an EMS standpoint, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. And the resources are good. Um, I've told a couple of parents on calls, like about your stuff mm-hmm. and like the resources you have. So hopefully they found you. Oh, wow. Thanks I never get follow-ups. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You never get the follow-up. You're just, 
dump them off. Whoa, that was a crazy story. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for pouring your heart out, answering my questions, bringing up some good stuff. And if that's all you got, that's all I got. And how I end every single episode. So with that. The 22 at the Lips podcast is designed to support, not replace the relationship that exists between a practitioner and his or her medical director. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host, guest, and not necessarily of Master Medics. The information provided during this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for your approved protocols.